Lord is watching you. Remember, the Lord is watching you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me. Um, don't mind me speaking in TikTok and Lee's. Is that the language when you speak in TikTok? TikTok and Lee's? I don't know. It's a word. Um, yeah, it's just me today. It's me, Sarah DM, aka DM Sarah. And um, I've realized the majority of the time I talk is literally just through TikToks. So if you get that, you get that. Actually, no. The girls who get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. Um, we're back again with another mini episode. Um, and I'm really excited. It's just me today. I'm uh, feeling uplifted. I'm feeling refreshed. The sun is shining. It's Leo season. Like everything feels very like warm and well. And I'm just so happy to be with you guys here today. Um, so yeah, what I'm trying to think, what do I need to update you on? Um, oh, of course, Beyonce has released her latest album, well, act one of her latest album, The Renaissance. And oh my God, it is for the girls, it's for the gays, it's for the days. It is just lit. Like I have not stopped listening to it since it came out on, I want to say Friday. Um, Favourite songs are Pure and Honey, or Pure Slash Honey, um, Cuff, Alien Superstar, and Summer Renaissance. Like, honestly... That album has literally like just evoked so much joy and so much happiness in me. And I feel like, especially as someone who's been listening to Beyonce since like I could fucking walk, like it's just so nice to see someone who is still so good at what they do. Like she literally is incredible. Like I think she's like 40 years old now. And this album, I she, you know, I think it's one of her best works that she's ever provided. And like, can you imagine that consistency over your lifetime? Like, it's so beautiful. So honestly, if you haven't listened to it already, this is your sign to listen to that fucking album because it's fucking lit. Like the way that I've been dancing, the way that I've been shaking a leg. Even the other day I was on the way home and normally I put like my um, earphones in um when I'm in an uber just because you know I just don't like chatting and stuff and um the guy was like oh you know what you can put it in the car I was like you know what I will fucking do it and I put the music on to Beyonce's album in the car and I had the best time I honestly had a mini like club night just myself listening to that music and it was fucking lit it's just so uplifting so empowering like songs to shake Nash to song to Vogue's to song to like chill and catch a vibe to song to oh honestly it just it makes you want to do some naughty things that's that's the only way that I can explain it um so honestly that's all I've been doing really like I've literally just been listening to that album reminding myself I'm that girl and living my best life um, is there anything else I need to add on? Um, not really. Like it's been a pretty chilled week, really. Like I've been in London. I went to see my brother. Um, what else did I do? I went to work, but what's like, you know, meh. Um, I'm just trying to like arrange myself, um, or bring in focus to bring in my goals because there's some things that I'm going to be releasing um, over the next two weeks that I'm not going to say just yet, but I'm alluded to a little bit last week um, that have come into fruition and I'm really excited about it, but it just means that I need to like have my focus, invest in the things I need to invest in and share it with the world because like, 
I'm, well, I'm a fire sign. I'm like so impulsive. I'm so like, ooh, what's this? What's that shiny thing? And on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And now I'm like, look, I need to chill the fuck out. I need to dot the I's and cross the T's. And I need attention to detail because what I am going to be releasing is going to be fucking sick. So I just need to believe in myself. Like even now, like I'm talking to you, like I'm talking to the, obviously to the camera, but in front of me, I've got my mood board and the name of the project is on the mood board. And it's just like, I fucking love it. Do you know what I mean? I love that for me because something that I've really, really wanted um, over the past years is now going to come into fruition. I'm going to be able to share it with the world. And it's, we're going to have a, a vibe. We're going to shake a leg together. Honestly, if you're in the visuals today, you're going to see me popping and locking and TikToking because I'm just so fucking gassed because like, if anything, ha if I've learned anything from this year, it's just, how I'm only as far as my imagination. So if I just have discipline and consistency to bring that um, action to my goals, I'm going to go so fucking far. So I just love that for me. I love that for me. Um, anyway, let me get into the mini-sode because that's what we're here for. Um, so I'm going to carry on with some more of the love questions. The love questions that um, I'm going to be talking to you about today is more I guess a way of changing internalized beliefs just because I was looking at the questions and I was just thinking about like how can this be reflective in yourself and not just interpersonal relationships so like people say it starts with you doesn't it so like let's look into that you know like how can we unpack that um so yeah, I've got three decks and I've been cleansing them in the sunlight. So I'm just going to grab them real quick. Okay. Higher power, angels, spirit team, please can you chill and help with us today and provide clarifying, compassionate, nurturing messages that are um, encouraged by our higher self, but also are um, appreciated um, in this present timeline. I ask for you no know, projections, I ask for clear clarifications, and I ask that you can um, surface the needs and desires so that we can move with our intentions um with more presence with more focus and with more confidence ashay and amen thank you so much spirit oh my goodness sorry i'm just moving everything around just because i want to get a nice seat i just realized even when i started that prayer i said chill with us like of course they're always chilling with us but that's such a such an informal way to say prayer <laughs> but here we are okay so my first question is can a person in pain accept and give love? And this follows on from the trend that you should be healed first um, to, aka, or quote unquote, be in a relationship. I have my own preconceptions of that, but I'll give it to spirit first. So, can a person in pain accept and give love? Spirit, what deck? This one. Okay. Higher power, spirit team. Can a person accept pain and receive... I'm even butchering these words now. Can a person in pain accept and give love? Can a person in pain accept and give love? Can a person in pain accept and give love? Can a person in pain give, accept and give love? 
Are all these cards here? No. I need to get like a little like jingle to put in these bits. Okay. Spirit, please can I have clarification? Oh, that just jumped out. That just jumped straight out. Okay. Can I just leave? Okay, I'm going to put all those there. Okay, sick. So, can someone be in pain and give and receive love? I'm butchering the words again. Can a person in pain accept and give love? And this follows on the trend that you should be healed first. One thing that I want to let everyone know is that the ego is very, very clever. The ego is very, very adaptable. And the thing is, with healing, I encourage everyone to heal. I encourage everyone to reflect and use introspection. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Bless me. So, actually, wait. <laughs> Did you hear the slides? Okay. So, what was I saying? I encourage everyone to reflect, everyone to heal, everyone to use introspection to help um, clarify um, reoccurring patterns in their life. But the thing is, with the ego, it's very, very adaptive and it's very, very um, sneaky. And the problem is that sometimes we can actually use healing as an identifier or an identity to make us feel... Um, it's sort of like, okay, let me put a buck like holier than thou. Let me just say it like that. Like, sorry if this offends, here you are, you're listening to my podcast, you must enjoy it. Anyway, so the thing is with the ego, right? If someone like is like, oh, I'm healing, I'm healing, I'm healing. And this um, is done through a state where it's not in community or it's done in the state where it's looking down at others or it's done in a state where um, it's, escapism or avoidism um then it's just a different facet that the ego is portraying and it's a different facet that the ego is trying to um sort of control because there could be people who are healing but they still have the um confidence the confidence and the vulnerability to see how that is challenged in vulnerable situations and therefore put themselves out um of their comfort zone but the thing is with um this idea that you need to be healed first babe it it will never it will never stop there will always be something to heal from there will always be um a healing or a reflection or an inspection that we will one and desire because we're human and we're navigating this human experience like navigating babylon is is not for the <laughs> faint-hearted do you know what i mean like we're all trying our best so like to say that you need to be healed first is like the ego trying to compete with um this best ideal or something or this best versions of something and you can't deal with it because it's not comparable it's not competitive like you literally that means you're just like fighting yourself and just keep on working you know and I think this is the peak thing about like the um personal development industry or the well well-being or the wellness complex because it shows you how um our 
trauma or our pain or our um, hurt and um, our doubts have become commodifiable. And this isn't okay because it feeds into this idea that like, oh, I need to be this to have that. I need to do this to have that. And it's like, if you're patient and nurturing with yourself, then you can have joy and pleasure and relationships and experiences amidst that. Like it, sh- it shouldn't just be one or the other. So that was just my first thought. That was just my little Maggie. Anyway, back to the question. You got the Ace of Wands, right? Um, the, the Eight of Cups and then the Hermit right? And I think that sort of feeds into what I'm saying, because the ace of wands is this playful attitude, this potential to be excited, this in, in potential to be inspired. And you see how like this um, individual has, well, they just look like they're playing. They just look like they're playing. And they've got like this apple, which is so like blossoming. And I feel like they've sort of dropped their worries away and like followed the thing that, well, motivates them, followed the thing that makes them feel passionate, like passionate. And this is an activity which can literally just fuel us up. Right. And I don't know what the spiritual significance of the apple, but I feel like that is even a fruit of like abundance. You know, the fact that we've got the eight of cups now is a card that talks about going off on your own path and it talks about when the capacities of love um around you um has changed you go on your own introspection journey to determine what is for you and i just think that like in this card you see these individuals you see this woman oh i'll turn it upside down you see this woman like like pour her cups or pour the contents of her cups into the collective subconscious, into the water. And you see this individual, like, walking away. So, like, there is something here to say, like, you need to determine what your love is for. And I think that means, like, if a relationship has reminded you of something that you wouldn't tolerate, that is an example of something that you'll distance and therefore um, reject in your relationship, in your love, in your current experience. But if it's something that fuels you up, if it's something that grounds you into your entirety and anchors you into your belief system, then it's you're going to feel more supported and therefore more um, encouraged to express love. If the question is, can a person pain, can a person in pain accept and give love? I think this is like, um, There needs to be work on their part, which encourages them to um, release the um, pain of the collective subconscious. Because just because their pain might be similar to someone else's doesn't mean that it's always theirs to carry. And I think this is like a common practice with people who have water placements or um, even as human beings, as we navigate our emotions, like it's this idea that Um, we don't know how to detach and sometimes we can suppress all of our emotions and sometimes we can feel all of them because we haven't done the emotional intelligence work to um, 
provide attention to them or provide grace for them. Like one of the best things that you could do as a human being is give yourself grace, like extend yourself compassion, extend yourself um, uh, a softness in your painful moments and in your most loving moments, because you deserve that. Like if there's anyone in the world that you need to be patient for, it's going to be yourself. Have some water because that was whew, that was a flow. Okay, so I think can a person be in pain and accept love? I think yes, but they need to also believe that they're deserving of it because, like, I pray that everybody who listens to this podcast when they receive their blessings, they are not in the mental capacity to think that they don't deserve them because that's when blessings fall out of our hands. And it's really, really sad. It's like when someone's been working really, really, really hard all their life and then they finally get the job that they want and then in the job they have self-imposter syndrome. Like you literally need to, before you get the job, you need to tell yourself you're deserving of said job so that when you're in there, you can hold it with all your glory. You can be present with all your glory. And this is the same thing with love. It's like someone can be in pain because of conditioning, family, heartbreak, um, assault, like whatever it could be. Like there's so many ways in this human experience that can hurt us. But that doesn't mean that they are less than or um, smaller than um, the opportunity for love. And I think that's why the Ace of um, Wands came out because the Ace of Wands is like, an any Ace is a potential, right? And if fire is an element of expansion, is an element of like wonder and excitement, you want to go with that wonder. And like pain can be um, a kind of... A, um, cathartic process of rebirth. And I'm not trying to say that in a way of like, oh, pain can, you know, make you stronger or pain can, um, uh, be a teacher because I don't believe that people need to go through shit to learn shit. Like don't get me wrong. It happens in life, but like, I don't need to remind you of that. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, sorry, back to the question. So can you be in pain and accept and give love. I think yes, but you have to be able to be grounded in your experiences so that you're present enough to share love. Because let's say if you're not grounded, you're going to be disconnected um, from the experiences because you're going to see the intensities of the emotions. Like you're only going to, it's like having a fleeting response to something, you know, like it's going to be really up and it's going to be really down. Like there's no like middle ground to um, feel comfortable and I think even that's why the hermit came out came came card oh came up oh my goodness my English today is awful but um this card yeah is someone who's all about introspection all about um using their intuition like they are literally one of the most educated people in the deck right but like the problem with the hermit is that like sometimes they can be in an echo chamber with their own thoughts it's like my pain's done this that my life has done this that it's very mercurial energy it's very like virgo energy it's like it's like data collectors in it and like they've collected so much data through life they've learned through books they've learned through people's experiences they've learned from everything 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 but because they've learned from everything they're very um cautious about um acting and being because it's like oh but this could happen and that could happen but it's like yeah but what about the human part of you in it you know like it you you don't be doing coulda woulda shoulda all your life you know like you could 
do something and find out for yourself and it will just develop your own intuition and therefore the hermit asking you to provide insights into your um silent teacher you know like the hermit is an intuitive um person because they are able to um address the confidence that lies within the information like they're very introspective and that's their superpower so if someone is in pain you can see you can under you can actually this is a great point if someone's in pain yeah how's that pain showing up for you like if you're in pain and you want to navigate a loving relationship or a loving partnership, whether you want to become friends with your family or your, um, well, your actual friends or your work colleagues or a romantic person, I don't know, whoever you want to show, give some loving to, like, how is the pain showing up for you? Because if you can understand and identify where the pain's showing up for you, then you're going to be able to sort of like regulate yourself in a way that isn't as, um, overwhelming. It's like, Let's say I've spoken about this so many times in the podcast, but like I was so emotionally unavailable up until like, like maybe like four or five months ago, four or five months ago. So fairly like recent. And the only reason why I'm um, better at now is because I've just found more language to express myself. And I think, I think about the times where like I was dating and I would become, I, I didn't realize how guarded I would, um, present myself because I was just being, I was just existing. So I didn't know, but in those moments I was actually being really guarded. So like it, intimacy for the other person was, they found it quite hard because I wasn't showing anything. So for me, my, um, pain was showing up as guardedness. It was showing up as like, um, a bit awkward. It was showing up as like, um, not being able to, fully express because um I was still testing if they thought I was blunt or etc etc now I'm just myself and like that's absolutely fine but I think especially when you're navigating dating you're trying to like well you're learning who someone is you know and like I've like had experiences which have made me be like okay maybe I shouldn't do this then you know or this soon and it's just like a way of like escaping intimacy but also avoiding um, vulnerability that I'm portraying and that's how my pain is showing up. So if you are in pain and you want to accept and receive love, ask yourself first, how is this pain showing up? Um, it's a long journey. Oh my God, my leg is fucking dead. Sorry. Oh, oh my goodness. Sorry. I literally like, I was sitting one way and my leg just died. Like, I was just like, well, God forbid, but I've never had pins and needles like that. That was so intense. Anyway, oh, God, that was, I feel like I have to take another water. Jesus. Damn. Okay. So, this is going to take um, time um, because you're learning who you are in a way that you might have not... Um, been encouraged to as a child just because like you got the the high priestess the three of swords and the seven of pentacles and this screams to me patience hidden knowledge and healing but in a way that's like detaching yourself from the um fan fantasy 
from the ideals, from the projections, from the opinions and choosing what is your own, like trying to decide what's your message out of all the messages that you are provided and seeing how you can, um, well, move with that. Like everybody's love language is different. So I do think that like accepting and receiving love is quite personal. Cause like, I know like one of the best ways to like, um, that I love, love is, um, I was about to say receiving gifts, you know, haha. <laughs> but um, I love acts of service. Acts of service just makes me, it's, it's the thoughtfulness of acts of service that will always give me like um, so much warmth in my heart. And I think like, let's say if I was dating someone who was um, like, what's the word? Um, quality touch, that would shock me because I, I'm not a quality touch person. It's nothing wrong with them. It's just a different expression of how they want to be loved. So it's just understanding how to navigate um, both parties in accepting and receiving love. Like, how do you like to be loved on? Like, how do you like to express your love? How do you show your love? How, how do people know that you love them? You know, and just sort of like, ask yourself those questions um when you're navigating these relationships because like you I mean you can you can do it together you can talk to each other about it or you can even write in your journal I think even like if you guys talk to each other about it it like helps with um like well just enlarging that intimacy like it's just it's a vibe you know it's a vibe um when I saw these cards though I saw this one as like intuition and using the secret um the secrets that we possess that are innate to us and our higher understanding to in between like our subconscious and our conscious so there might be things in you that allow you to um transmute your pain into um hope and use that information um to use that information with compassion when you navigate receiving and accepting love because it really changes with um miss no it really changes with directing your words your intentions your opinions um away from waters that can cloud your judgment and i think the seven of pentacles is that practice of like keeping to your garden so yeah I think that's the question. That kind of flowed, damn. I was just like, whoa. Um, yeah, so I guess in all, I don't think you need to be healed to accept and receive love. I think you need to be um, mindful about how your pain manifests um, and how your pain can um, manifest in avoidance or um, self-sabotaging ways, you know? But... Um, love is passion, love is, um, reciprocal, um, effort, you know, and I think that's something that we should take into consideration, um, when we navigate partnerships, because our ego is very, very sneaky, and it'll be like, oh, you can't do this because you need to do this, oh, you can't do that because I'm healing, oh, I can't go there, I'm healing, oh, I can't do this, I'm healing, and really your he ego just wants another identity to um, rule and control, so like, just be wary of that, people, be wary of that, and it's interesting that I kept on talking about ego, because look who's at the bottom of the fucking deck, fucking king of wands, upside down, like, 
if there's anyone who has ego, it's this fucking guy. This guy. Looks cool though there. I'll give you that. Okay. I'm going to go for the next question. Next question. So the next question is, what do you notice in yourself that signals, oh shit, I'm in love. Ah, oh, someone's in love. Someone's getting loved on. Okay. Ooh. Wait, is this the... Okay, I'll leave that out. We got some Libra energy. And if there's anybody who knows about love, it's Libras. Okay. Spirit, higher power, angels. What do you notice in yourself that signals, oh shit, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> Shout out T-Pain. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Okay, spirit. I'm going to need you to do some clarifications. Spirit, what does this energy mean? Right. Okay, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to read this message. Damn. Spirit has fucking spoken. Shit. Okay. One more. So I'm going to read this message out, but it kind of feels like it's a bit of a... I don't know. I'm getting the energy that someone loves me. If you love me, tell me. <laughs> oh my God. Right. So. This is intense. Now I'm like, do I even want to release the episode? Nah, I'm going to release the episode. I can't, do you know what I mean? Like, it's content in it. Um, oh my God, I'm getting nervous. Anyway, let's just start. Okay, so I said, what do you notice in your... I heard some really... I was like, what the fuck is that noise? I was like, family, shut up. Okay, um, what do you notice in yourself that signals, oh shit, I'm in love? Okay, so... Um, the fact that you're even asking this person, the fact that you're even asking this question makes me think that you are new and um, you're you're new to this new level. You're new to this level of intimacy that you're experiencing, right? Like you're taken off your feet by this energy because um, it's something that you haven't experienced as much. And like, it's not to say that you haven't like had loving connections before it's just to say that like your love I think actually no I think it's also something with age as well it's like you know how people have like relationships when they're a teenager and then when they have a relationship when they're adult like it's completely different and I think that's what you're currently going through so the first card that I got was justice and I was like ooh, like Libra energy like look how beautiful balancing the scales you know and I think like justice is a card that is like about law and effect is about like cause and consequence but it's also like such libra energy and libras are flirtatious they're diplomatic they're um dynamic they're um refreshing they always are trying to like find the equilibrium and things and i think that balance is like an opportunity to um identify like how polarities can um bring out the best in one another and this card then follows to the six of wands right and the devil and that's when i was like oh what are you talking about spirit let's find out 
Um, so the Six of Wands, right, is like sort of like a personal victory card and it's like a celebration of character, um, resilience, um, harmony, or just like, just being like, you go, you go best friend, like you, you, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job. That's, that's the energy of the Six of Wands, yeah. And I think the Six of Wands in this, um, element, um, which I really like is sort of depicted as a jack in the box and it's like, what's in the magic um, in your box, like what has um, pushed you or propelled you um, to be special, you know? And like, you, it's like your ancestors in the background are just like smiling at you as you um, realise your light, you realise your worth. And it's just like, we're just so proud of you. Like, we're just so proud of you. And I think when I said, um, when I asked the question, what do you notice in yourself that signals are oh, shit on my love? I think it's the personal... Um, gratitude or the um the personal content relief appreciation of yourself of your body of your heart because like a jack-in-a-box right it's like a special um toy game whatever we used to play when we were younger and it was surprising you know and I think like in life, you're able to surprise yourself in a way that isn't um, um, scary. It's kind of like subtle and um, it's like a subtle pleasure that is calming and secure and safe. And I think that's another reason why you feel love or you can experience love because you're not deflated by the um, frustration of life. Because like the devil came right next to the card and the devil, which in the Rider Away deck usually has the two lovers in um, the devil card but in this um deck it's sort of like depicted um as someone who well is resting there's fire in the background so they understand the passion but I think in this sense like the energy of the devil right now is very like um sacrificial um shadow it's very I just realised he's wearing, like, he's got half an outfit on. Oh, my God, that's actually kind of... Okay, so in this depiction, he has, um, like, he's wearing, like, a suit on one half and then he's an animal on the other half and he also has wings. So I think that even talks about the duality of, like, light and shadow. And, like, I did quotations there just because, like, as we grow, especially like if you do spiritual work as well, you need to learn how to integrate the light and the shadow to be a whole person. And people who like just like dismiss the um, shadow um, actually reinforce um, a raw shadow later. And it's something that I've alluded to so much over this podcast, like how I don't like fucking with overly friendly or overly nice people because it's just like, what the fuck are you hiding? What are you hiding? You know? Um, oh, I need to sit with this one for a second. The question, what do you notice in yourself that signals, oh shit, I'm in love? I think there's something about, um, not 
sacrificing yourself in the midst of chaos to gain excitement. Maybe that message sounded hella Pacific just then. The thing is with the devil, it's to do with like greed and it's to do with like capitalism. It's to do with like certain structures that like um, hinder um, our life in essence. So like having a scarcity mindset is a reflection of the devil. Having um, racist, homophobic, transphobic structures in our world is a reflection of the devil, right? And I think when you ask the question, when do you notice the signs that signals that you're in love? It's the fact that you have a different confidence of how to battle the devil. Like, it's like you have the confidence, the polarity, the um, self-awareness and the compassion and the diplomatic nature to shred, to shed light and illuminate the things that um, you don't, one, like, need, but understand their place so that you, because they just are. And I think that's why the snake is even in the background because like snakes shred skin, don't they? They shred identities. They shred um, um, their their body because they move into a new one, right? So if you're shredding yourself and you've got this personal harmony, this personal... Um, confidence and um, magic, ashe, that's supported by your spirit team, you aren't in fear of the devil because you are removing the power that the devil might influence on you. And it's like the devil has the opportunity to distract you, but you choose to be amazed by yourself be amazed by the awe of your strength so that you don't um, get lost in the chaos and the subservient nature of um, the devil's gains. Because, like, even the devil, the devil talks about, like, um, like, sexuality as well. And, like, when I see the justice and the Libra card together, I think about, like, how saucy... Um, those relationships can be like it's like having the intellect having the information of the justice card to move into the devil or walk through the devil period like no shade oh should I even say this oh my goodness this is not even that kind of podcast but like let me know if you want to hear more content I remember one time I was let's say I was seeing someone I was seeing someone and I got these two cards before I saw them let me just tell you, it was the best night of my entire life. Let me just tell you, let me just, let me just cut the bullshit. It was one of the best nights of my entire fucking life. So <laughs> this means that if you have the information and the intellect and the self-security, the safe, the self-security to walk in front of the devil, you aren't scared of the um, impact of its presence because I think even like the devil it can instigate talk about not instigate but it can refer to like um short-term like desires like short-term goals short-term like thinking and if 
we are patient with ourselves, whether it's our career, our love, our um, personal development, whatever. We're not going to find the temptations of the devil as intriguing. So when the question said, what do you notice in yourself that signals, oh shit, am I in love? Maybe it's your slow pace and your patient thinking towards the love. Maybe it's the change of beliefs um, that come across with the change perspective that you developed um, with the self-awareness and the diplomatic nature of having the polarities of the justice card. I pulled some clarifiers. I got the king of swords. I got the queen of wands. And I got a page of cups, right? And like all of this energy, it's very like authoritative it's like, this is very like, these two are very authoritative energy, but this is like the engine. And like, I mean that to say, this is your inner child. And we're going to do, regardless if we want to or not, we're going to do what our inner child is asking us or encouraging us to do, right? Just because that's who runs the ship. Like, I think I've even said it before, where Kelechi was on a podcast and she was like, if we were a cars, um, the... Page of Cups would be the um, engine, right? So the Page of Cups literally wants to do what the inner child wants to do. They want to enjoy. They want to dress cute. They want to go for their desires. They want to play. They want to have fun. They want to create. They want to imagine. Like possibilities are endless with the Page of Cups, with the Page of Cups. And that's a reflection of um, how the um, image behind them is infinite, right? You don't know when when the sea lands because it's continuous and therefore the imagination is continuous and the possibilities are continuous. It's a card of abundance, right? But as we grow older, we have to um, step into our authoritative um, energies, our authoritative like capacities, because that's what adulting like requires us to do so and like the authoritativeness of the king of swords and the queen of wands because it's air and fire are both um elements which require action they require um an active participation in conquering or developing our goals and i think this is to do with your passion and this is to do with your mental and like basically the king of swords the king of swords sorry is um changing perspective is mental intelligence it's um the metamorphosis period which um allows you to um recalibrate and strategize your um livelihood in a way that is without um prosecution and um defamation you know like the king of swords is a character which um can be quite blunt can be quite strict but also it wants the best for you and that's why it can have that sort of black and white thinking but when you think of the queen of wands on the other hand the queen of wands is like a socialite like they literally seduce people with their like sensual creative like magical energy so why is it that they are um well, present in this reading, it's because, it's because they are love. They are literally love. Like if it doesn't matter who you identify, um, it, no, it doesn't who you are or how you identify, especially in terms of gender, because all of these, um, 
uh, like king swords, all of that. It doesn't, it, it literally is just archetypes. It's not to do with um, um, the, the, the role, the energy is not binary. It's just the question, the card on the thing. Um, but I mean that to say, if you have flirted with someone, you are the queen of wands. Like if you have created something, you are the queen of wands. And all of this sort of like playful energy is the page of cups. It's like the page of cups is here and this is who we are. This is who we're trying to be in our adult lives or who is running the ship in our adult lives. And then the queen of um, wands and the king of swords is the expression of it. And that's how we interact, how we translate. Oh, I got download. Okay, so with the um, king of swords, sorry. It's like king of swords is a maturation of the air element and they translate theory. So everything that's in their mind to the expression of their mouth or their actions. And that is referred, referenced um, also by the queen of wands because queen of wands is expansion. It's the fiery element. It's that creative, um, uh, like bubble of um spirit and um motivation and action and sexual chemistry but the king of wands is how it's expressed so if you think about the queen of wands as someone who portrays things and the king of swords as someone who ex um expresses things so expression and portraying um underneath the player the page of cups that is how you know um oh shit, I'm really in love because like you are expressing the desires of your inner child through the actions of your adult um, present self. And you're able to like release the um, worries and weight and the self-sabotaging, sacrificial, um, uh, def de uh, deflating, um doubts that are so associated with the devil card um in your journey for love it's like when you're in love you actually don't like you don't worry about being foolish like you don't worry about like um everything outside of your current circumstances because you are able to move with a freedom it's like you know when people are in love like they literally feel like it's just them two in the, their own little world and i think that is sort of a reflection of like um, having a mirror being reflected of them. It's like, if I state how I want to be loved, if I, um, act in a way that is loving and how I receive love, then having a mirror reflected back to me means that everything outside that union at the outside that union isn't actually that deep. And I think that's another reason of how you can sort of remind yourself, um, that like, shit, like I'm in love. Damn, that was, that was fucking wordy. Spirit, do you have anything else to say? Spirit, the magician. Okay, so it's very creative. It's very like manifestation. It's very like soothing. It's very like um, another active card to like creation. And I think like if there's anything that that last reading has showed me, it just showed me that you are deserving of love but that love needs to affirm you of your own god-given talent like if the magician just came out at the end of the deck like 
magician has all the tools in their like dispensary. So like there's nothing outside of yourself that isn't a reflection of love. And like you need to remind yourself and affirm yourself of that love so that you're not um, confused at when love finds you because like it's your birthright. It's, it's literally yours. And like, you're going to have an experience which is affirming, um, expansive, adventurous, but when you give yourself permission to, cause like you don't want to be chained to the devil's vices of um, self-deprecation and doubt because you're too scared to be vulnerable. Like the page of cups is vulnerable and then it lets it go. Like it sees it as an opportunity to um, express intimacy. And like, that will be with people or without people. Like it's not as, um, scary as you think and the more you do it the less scary it will be so that's another thing for you oh wow that reading fucking flowed i'm shocked about that okay i've decided this week i'm gonna um name this episode love lives inside you just because like i think was it I think it's Break My Soul from Beyonce's album that I'm just like loving. It's so funny because that was actually the original single. That song, Deep This Year, that was the single of the song, yeah. And then we listen to the album and now the song hits different. Like the song literally feels like it's been remixed. Add another, you know, Paprika, you know, some Maggie Cube in there. It just adds, it's, it's, it's hitting me again. Anyway, I was listening to it, dancing. And, um... I think the lyrics go like searching for something that lives inside you. Love lives inside you. And it's like, that is so true. Like we're all looking for love, whether it's reflected in us by, um, uh, romantic, sexual, sensual family, like platonic, whatever relationships, but like love is for it, for us to be looking for something, it literally needs to be lived inside us. Like we just want mirror for the external validation. But even if the mirror isn't there, we can be validated at the fact that we want it because if we want it, it means that it's present. Like just because you're in a relationship doesn't make it like feel more enlarged. Like it just makes it seem more visible. And I hope everybody can take that from listening to this um, mini so this week, just because like love literally is, it's inside us. Love lives inside you, you know? <laughs> okay. Spirit. Um, what do you want to leave listeners with? Okay. Any, I'm going to take one more card. Okay, sweet. This is very cute. Okay, so I've just asked um, Spirit what to leave with us this week. I got the chariot card reverse and I also got the high priestess. And like, it just seems that like over the next, um, I want to say three months of your life, um, well, six weeks to three months, that's what I'm getting. Um, things are going to get very, very busy. They're going to be very, very exciting. You're going to have your... Um, directions and attentions like just take it everywhere 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 but um it's all to propel you to who you want to be it's all to um provide you as a motivation to show you how good it can get 
and the high priestess just asks you to check in with your intuitive abilities to navigate this um, potentially confusing time. I don't think you're going to be confused. I think you're just going to be overwhelmed by the energy that's available to you. It's like when it's like, you know, let's say you go into nursery and um, there's a new toy and everybody wants to jump on the new toy. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just a lot of attention. And the high priestess like leans on the mysticism, leans on the cerebral, the cerebral um, hidden knowledge, the occult knowledge. Like maybe this is a time to like use astrology or use like any form of divination tools to like help you navigate this period because it's going to be extremely beneficial to you. And um, yeah, like there's something about using the spiritual um, gifts that you possess to navigate the life that you're currently living because the life experience has got you this far, but now you're just going to need some um, additional support um, that comes from the spirit spiritual level to move um, into a new world. Like even when I see the Hierophant, not the Hierophant, sorry, when I see the chariot, I think of like using your life experiences to um, navigate your life. And it's a card associated with cancer and like reflection, um, retreating, um, knowing when to attack, knowing when to, um, when to be, knowing when to express. And I think it's a very like, um, uh, I think it's a very emotive card. So maybe there's emotional conversations that you need to have, but you're just being a bit like, oh, happens when it happens. But spirit's like, okay, it will happen when it happens, but just make sure you talk to us before said things happen because we don't want you going there like unaware of um, what's happening, basically. That's what I'm getting. So yeah, I just thought I'd leave you that, leave that with you guys. Uh, today I've used um, the Pink Cat Daily Deck. I've used um, Modern Witch Tarot. And I've also used the Tarot of Sweet Twilight. Look how beautiful that is. Fucking gorgeous. Okay. I'm going to love you and leave you. It's been amazing talking to you guys today. Um, I'll be back. I don't know if I'm going to... I might just keep on doing DMCs for a moment because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, but I'll see how it is. Um, if you want to... Um, Check out us on TikTok. Go DM Zero Sarah, S E E R A H. Um, we're on DM Talks um, on Instagram, but I don't actually use Instagram that much because it's a bit like intense. Um, what else? If you want to book a reading with me, check my website. Um, there's loads of news coming soon, to be fair. So I'm going to start releasing a newsletter again um, just because, yeah, there's so many big things coming. Big, 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 big things. Everyone. Mark this date, September the 18th, September the 18th, September the 18th. Um, I'm going to love you and leave you. I shall see you very soon. Hasta luego. Bye.